0: hi and welcome to another episode of the gold digger proof podcast where we celebrate women building their own millions i'm your host tina lee jones and on today's show we have an amazing woman out of atlanta georgia she's the voice of the millennials and she truly understands that her purpose is to serve others i'm talking about zakira ficklin zakira is an author speaker and philanthropist she she co-founded the H-E-R, HER Foundation, a nonprofit organization that seeks to develop women with absent fathers with skill-based learning and resources. If that's not enough, she penned her first book, 20, Her 20-somethings, which is a story and self-help book designed to help young women transition from pain to purpose. So Kira, thank you so much for being a part of the Gold Digger Proof podcast. Hey, Tina, thank you so much for having me. You're more than welcome, honey. You are definitely
1: a gold digger, and I'm so excited for you to be here. Um, I'm excited to be here. Okay, so
0: girl, let's go ahead and dive into this amazing book that you wrote. Your book, "Her Twenty-Somethings: A Young Woman's Guide to Navigating Through Her Pain." Through, I mean, through her prime. First of all, congrats on the success of the book. Because you know, Thank I know all about ahead. that. I know all about that process. The very first time going around, it's very difficult. It's nerve wracking. But what made your right? so, it's nerve wracking? <laughs> it is. It it really like the first time when you do anything, it's like, oh my goodness, you're on pins and needles. The second, third time, you're like, okay, I got it.
1: Yeah, you kind of got to learn the process, and then once you get the hang of it, it's kind of you know easy, smooth sailing from there. So, um, it was definitely a learning process for me. Right, right,
0: definitely, definitely. It definitely was for me as well. But, girl, what made you write such a profound book about the struggles of 20-something-year-old ladies? Because we all know, honey, when a girl is in her (laughs) 20s, especially in her early 20s, more than likely she's a hot mess. I know I definitely was. So so what what made you write (laughs) this?
1: Um, I always tell this story about when I was younger. Um, I was that child that was very closed in, very private. I didn't like talking about anything, so I always held everything inside, and I never dealt with it. And as I got older, you know, there was a point where I went through depression um, and I had to finally deal with everything that I never dealt with in my younger years. I had to finally deal with it. And then I started realizing that there was a lot of young women um, around my same age that might have went through the same things that I went through, or, you know, they went through other things and they needed a guide or they needed something to kind of help them move on or, or something that could just let them know that, okay, there's other young women out here that have been through the same things that I've been through. And if she can get through it, I can get through it. So um, the purpose of me writing it was to let other young women know that they're not alone and that, you know, there's a, a guide that can help you get through all the things that you've been through. Um, and and it will help you walk into who you're called to be. So, um, you know, I wrote it to help young women transition from those pain points in their life and figure out what their purpose is so that they can begin to be who God called them to be
0: oh that is amazing and that is amazing And you know I haven't read your book yet I read through like a couple like the beginning of it a little bit um but let's let's talk about some of the chapters you know like let's talk
1: about daddy's
0: girl tell us more about something about that chapter
1: Daddy's girl. Um, okay, so when I when I wrote that chapter in the book, um, it was kind of therapy for me. So growing up, me and my dad, we never had, like, that close relationship. You know, he was present, but he didn't have a presence in my life. So he was there physically, but not really emotionally how I needed him to be there. So there was a point where, you know, I blamed him for my parents' divorce, and I blamed him for the relationship that we didn't have and, you know, the lying and the – not being able to trust them, And it was just so much stuff that went on um, in regards to our relationship. And then, you know, I came to a point to realize that parenting doesn't come with a handbook. Like there's no guide that's handed to our parents that says, here you go. This is how you parent. So I had to take a step back and realize that as he was growing up, he didn't really have the best example of how to be a parent. You know, his father was an alcoholic and he was pretty much left on his own when he was 13 to, you know, grow up and fend for itself. So he had to learn how to be a father. And I think in life, you know, once we take a step back and have compassion for other people and really think about why do people act the way that they act, it's that much easier for us to forgive and move on. Um, So that chapter is very near and dear to my heart because we were able to form a bond now that's really unbreakable. Like me and my dad, were best friends, Um, you know, once he started changing and walking in his calling. And I started developing and growing personally. We were able to kind of grow together. Um, so it's it's a very um, great chapter for me. That's actually one of my favorites. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I love your transparency. I
0: love it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So let's talk about um, the, another
1: chapter is Blaming the Past and Who Is She? Uh, yeah, so uh, there's an expiration date on Blaming the Past. That's actually another one of my favorites. Um, and it kind of ties into the relationship with my father. Um, you know, a lot of times we stay so stuck in the rut, and you know, we stay stuck in blaming and we play the victim. And people get tired of that. People get tired of hearing you complain about, you know, your circumstances and everything. We have to learn how to take responsibility for where we are in life right now. And you know, there's an expiration date on blaming the past. This tells you that everything in life has an expiration date. You know, you go to the grocery store and you go to buy um, a carton of milk, every single milk carton is going to have an expiration date. You know, some may be longer, some may be shorter, but at the end of the day, they all have expiration dates. So we have to learn how to let go of that stuff that we're harboring over, that stuff that, you know, we're suppressing inside of us, um, because we'll never, ever begin to be who we're called to be or even be able to touch other people if we harbor on to the things that happen to us. So it's just, you know, letting people know that at some point you have to let it go. you got to let it go. Yes, yes. And then also, who is she? That's another one. That's more so um, young women just being able to re-identify themselves. Um, I think for a lot of young girls going through high school and maybe just starting off from college, you know, they're looking to their friends, because this was something I did, looking to their friends to kind of figure out what their talents are, what their purpose is, or, you know, kind of living an identity that's not themselves. So who is she is really just going through um, and allowing you to identify your true self, like your your authentic self, and it just helps you and it guides you through that process. It sounds like the book is so profound. I'm definitely
0: going to have to buy a copy for myself, because even though I'm not in, no longer in my 20s, but I'm sure something <laughs> can be said to even speak to me, the way that you're talking about these chapters. It's, I mean, and kudos to you and your father for, like, creating a bond, even after what y'all went through, you know, when you were growing up.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah, it's the best feeling ever. Um, I think a, a lot of people kind of overlook the fact that a lot of young women now and, you know, my nonprofit is kind of based off of this too, working with young women with absent fathers, but a lot of people um, don't realize that it's an epidemic, fatherless daughters. You know, a lot of young ladies grow up without fathers in the household or they grow up, you know, with their father being there but not emotionally there and it's kind of the same thing, you know, if your father's there physically but not emotionally, it's almost like he's not there and, Mm -hmm. you know, young women, our father is the first person that we look to to tell us that we're beautiful or, you know, that we're loved or, you know, a father is just, there's so many first things that a father is supposed to do. And I think that that relationship is so important and it's so vital um, that young women should have it. And if they don't, we teach them that even though you don't have that relationship, you can still be the best version of yourself that you want to be um, and that God called you to be. You don't have to use that as an excuse as to why you are the way you are.
0: Right. Oh, girl, yes, because like you said, everything has an expiration date on it, the good and the bad, just like that Definitely. milk in the store. Beautiful. Definitely. Yes. And one thing, when I was doing my research, I noticed that you speak a lot of, you speak to a lot of college girls. And so what would you say is their number one struggle, and
1: what advice would you give them? Or what advice do you um, give them? Two things. Uh, that I've seen, one is definitely uh, finding purpose. Um, Sometimes they get frustrated because they may not know what their purpose is at that point in time. But purpose really doesn't have a date on it. Like I know older women who find their purpose in, you know, late 40s. Um, Some kids find their purpose at 13 years old. Um, it, It really, there's no date on figuring out what your purpose is. Um, So that's one thing that they struggle with. And I always tell the young ladies, don't look to anybody else for your purpose. Like don't allow the world to set a pace for you that causes you to lose your peace. So in everything Mm. that you do, you should have, have peace when you do it. Um, So I always keep them aware of that. And then um, the other thing is, you know, young women, college students, high school students, they're all worried about guys relationships. Um, And I really just, you know, tell them to put them, put themselves around powerful people who are going to push you into your purpose. So every single relationship that you have, whether it's, you know, with a guy or whether it's a girlfriend, a friend, or, or whatever it is, just make sure that the relationships are purposeful. Make sure that they're mutual and they're not parasitic and people aren't just taking, taking, taking from you until you have nothing left. So just make sure that all of the relationships that you form, um, they're beneficial for, for both parties. Um, So those are really the two things that I see college-age young women going through is definitely relationships and and purpose, just finding themselves.
0: Right, right. I remember going through that same struggle as a, you know, college student myself, being on the phone with my mom crying, like, I don't know. Definitely. I don't know what to do. Right, and I'm about to graduate, and I'm like, I don't know. But, you know, you're just trying to find and figure yourself out, you know
1: yeah it's I mean it's normal i when I was in college, I felt um like you know I didn't have a purpose, and I always say uh, a lot of times when I was going through classes and stuff, it's kind of like I'm never gonna use this information like why am I taking classes and It wasn't until I was almost done with my undergrad that I realized just because I didn't learn anything like in my courses, I learned a lot of hard life skills, like I learned how yeah. to deal with people, I learned how to talk to people, I learned how Um, to meet deadlines, communication. Like, it's so many life principles that we learn in school. So Mm -hmm. we really just have to take advantage of the opportunity with an opportunity and the opportunity of school. Like, you've got an opportunity to go to school. It's not mandatory that you go to college. So you have to take full advantage of whatever the opportunity is for you.
0: Right, exactly, exactly. And so with all the struggles that you see these college girls go through, is that why you created your program? Her 20 somethings, and talk more about this phenomenal program that you have for college girls.
1: Yes, so it it was a spinoff of um, Grindation's College Connection. Um, So we have some young ladies in there, and we really talk about everything from uh, purpose to core values um, to relationships to. You know, goal setting, all of that stuff, we talk about it all. um, But it's really just to help young women navigate through that college life and that college experience. Because if I can share something with you that I went through, or if I can give you a guide um, that'll help you get from point A to point B, and you don't have to make those same mistakes that I made, and it's really cliche, but it's really true. You know, just like our parents tell us, I don't want you to make the same mistakes I did. Um, It's the same with even me or yourself, you know, just how we pour into other individuals, um, we really don't want them to make the same mistakes that we made. So that's that's really um, what it is, is is just bringing together a community of, of young women um, and just helping them navigate through that process.
0: Oh, amazing. I wish I definitely
1: had someone like you to come to our college
0: campus when I was in school to kind of share different things with me, different programs, because I definitely had some stumbling blocks in college.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. And I think we all go through them. It's it's normal, it's life. Absolutely, absolutely. And so
0: pretty much with the book, you turned your pain into your purpose. And you know, that's definitely. so important that you that people people don't understand, you know, like when they're going through so much pain and they're going through this, whether it's domestic violence or having an absentee father or an absentee mother or being going through foster care, they don't even realize that their pain brings them to their purpose. And oh, so definitely. kudos kudos to you for, you know, identifying that and just following through with it. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Now, girl, I'm looking at your daily planner, okay, and, girl, it yes. is lit. It is <laughs> thank lit. You, thank you. L-I-T. So, um, <laughs> I mean, you've got the daily affirmations in there. You've got the MIT funnel and so much more. So talk about this daily planner and how did it come about and how did the, the vision
1: come from and, how, when you know, giving birth to it and everything, girl? Okay, so I'm, like, a big old school person. I love everything paper and pen. Like, I hate using my calendar on my iPhone, and people think I'm crazy. But I really made the planner for myself. Um, I was using planners. I've been using planners for forever. And I was like, um, I really want to just create a planner that will be broken down a little more and help people figure out what their goals are, and and I got really um, heavy into affirmations last year. So I wanted to teach people how to effectively create affirmations uh, for your daily life because they do help. Like, you have to learn how to affirm yourself. If you're not getting it anywhere else, you need to affirm yourself. You need to affirm your day. You need to affirm your goals. Everything that you have going on, you need to affirm it. Like, um, in the planner, I have it set up to where each day when you write down your tasks, you have to put a daily affirmation. So, you know, if you wake up in a funk or you wake up like, this is just not my day, you know, I don't feel well, your daily affirmation for that day may be, today is gonna be a joyful day. You know, I'm healed, I'm healthy, I feel great. Like you just have to learn how to affirm yourself. So in the beginning of the planner, I walked through the importance of um, setting affirmations and then specifically how to do it properly. And then you mentioned the MIT funnel. Um, That was Mm -hmm. something that I adopted uh, earlier in 2017 um, because I I was kind of all over the place. And what the MIT funnel is, it's, it's the most important thing. So you know how we'll be getting pulled in all different directions and people asking us to do so many different things. The MIT funnel will help you stay focused. So it's your top three most important things in life. Um, So just to give you an example, someone's maybe, you know, work, school, personal brand. So if you're at work from 9 to 5, then everything from 9 to 5 is just work. Like if someone calls you like, hey, girl, you want to meet up for coffee at 12 o'clock, your answer is going to be no because you have to work, you know. And then um, whatever hours you have set for your school or whatever hours you have set for your personal brand, everything has to happen within those specific realm um, and hours. That way you don't really get. Um, Knocked off track when it comes to accomplishing whatever goals you set for yourself. So I just kind of break that down and the importance of goal setting, and then I break that down by month so you can, you know, set your goals for this particular month. Um, It's so much better to create small wins, you know, within the bigger picture. That way you feel more accomplished with yourself. Um, So really the planner is just a guide to help you plan throughout your entire year, help you figure out what you want to manifest for yourself. And then, you know, the steps that you need to take to get it done. Uh, We procrastinate a lot in life, and I just really wanted to create something. Even for myself, this is helping me. I use the planner every single day, um, and it's getting my whole life, okay? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, kudos to you for creating something that helped you get your entire life, honey.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Yes, because it is lit. I'm going to have to give me a copy of it. Okay, since you're a certified gold digger and on the go,
1: what can we expect
0: more? of love from that. The-
1: what would you say? <laughs> I said I love that certified gold digger. <laughs> yeah, well, you
0: are. Since you're a certified gold digger and on the go, what can we expect from you
1: next in 2018? Um, so I'm actually working on a second book right now. Um, it's called She Needs Daddy 2, T-O-O, and me and my father are actually co-writing it. Um, so that's in the works. I have a couple of events coming up, um, and then I am going to be doing another college tour towards the end of the year, so it'll be for that last semester. Um, I did a college tour in 2016 when I first wrote the book, Her 20-somethings, and it was so amazing. Um, I got to meet so many different young women from so many different backgrounds, and literally they blessed me more than I blessed them. So um, I'm going to get that started back up as well. So the the main thing that I've been working on right now is that second book.
0: Okay, wow.
1: And your college tour, is it just
0: HBCUs or just all colleges? No, all colleges. Okay, amazing. And you said the college tour is, you know, is like a spinoff from your father's grindation. And shout-out to your father for uh, creating grindations. Yes, I, I, you know, my daddy, <laughs> girl, doing research on you, I can't help but find him. So <laughs> I was like, oh, your, your daddy is popping, girl. He got his foundation going <laughs> you, and, and got his little, his little uh, network going and, and, and empowering people. And, you know, I like the little tagline, you can only go so far by yourself. I, I love oh, yeah. it. I
1: love it. Yeah, so I love Brandation it. So, is actually open to men and women. Um, we focus on personal and professional development.
0: Amazing. Amazing. And you said basically earlier in the interview, you said once he started working walking in his purpose, and y'all you started walking in your purpose, y'all kind of grew together and that created a bond. Wow. Definitely. <laughs> that that's so amazing. Okay, so Zakira before I let you go now, um, what would be your own personal gold digger tip to leave the young
1: ladies that are listening? Um, my tip would be uh, share your story because uh, someone's healing is connected to the story that you have locked up inside of you. Um, so just know that there's destinies connected to yours. There's people's healing that's connected to your story. Um, People can't become who they're supposed to be until you let go of whatever it is that you're holding on to and share it Um, because whatever it is you're holding on to, other people need to be free from as well. Wow, that's so profound.
0: And it's so funny you say that. Let's talk more about stories because people, they they see the, the glory, but they don't always know the story and people right. don't always want to share the story. But see what people um, uh fail to realize is is that the story is what sells the movie ticket. Definitely okay?
1: like definitely.
0: <laughs> you know, I think you know
1: what a lot more people um I think I've sold more books based off of, you know, the actual story versus, you know, people just seeing that I have a book and and they're buying it um a lot of times with clothing apparel lines. People are buying your story. They're not buying the T-shirt. Like, a lot of people, they really don't care about the T-shirt. They care about the story behind the T-shirt. So you really just got to get comfortable with sharing your story. I know for me when I was younger, I used to think a lot of times that my story was so minute, and, you know, there was other people that had went through far more things than I had been through, Um, but I had to realize that no story is too small, no story is too big, Whatever it is, you have to share it because someone somewhere has gone through that exact same thing, and they need to know how to get through it.
0: Mm, Yes.
1: And your story, it always
0: empowers people. It uplifts people. Your story and you overcoming your struggles, it always gives people permission to do the same thing. Definitely. It allows them to live in their truth. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely it does. Well, Zakira, thank you so much for being a part of the Gold Digger Approved podcast. You are definitely Gold Digger Approved. You are a certified Gold Digger. I really appreciate you coming on. And anytime, whenever you get that next book that's coming out, make sure you reach out to me and I'll put you back on the platform. And I look forward to um, supporting you in any kind of way that I can. And, honey, continue
1: to continue to be a Gold Digger, okay? Likewise. Thank you so much, Tina, for having me. I truly appreciate you. You're more than welcome.
0: And, ladies, remember, be wonderful, be great, but any and everything that you do, always be a gold digger.